listening to Mississippi's most unapologetically conservative podcast. Where the truth is told and liberals are exposed. Liberals are exposed. Welcome to Mississippi Matters with your host, Will McLeod. This podcast is about educating you on politics from Mississippi to Washington, D.C. So strap in and enjoy the show. And now your host, Will McLeod. And we're back doing what we do best, and that is educating our listeners. And uh, got much to talk about today, Jackson trash crisis, garbage contract is pulled, Richard's Disposal decides they're going to sue the city. And so um, they, they've just got an absolute an absolute mess going on over there. It's absolutely incredible, uh, the chaos that they're having uh, over this uh, garbage situation. And uh, I, I'm afraid that... Um, People people don't understand the consequences of 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 what what they vote for, folks. I'm telling you, you 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 just you you don't have a clue the consequences of voting for incompetent leadership. What you're facing are consequences of poor leadership. You vote in an incompetent city council. You, 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 every one of those council members are incompetent. You, 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 you vote in an incompetent mayor. They're all wanting what they want. And it's just an absolute, it, it, it's chaos. It, 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 it I, I can't even understand how the state of Mississippi is not stepping into this situation. This has become a major issue. Well, we need state intervention. This is our capital city, and we don't even have garbage collection. Let me read the article to you. Minutes after voting down a request to terminate an ongoing lawsuit against the mayor, the Jackson City Council found out that it was being named in another lawsuit. At a special call meeting to vote on a trash hauling contract on Monday, the council did not have a chance to vote on a request to hire, or rehire rather, Richard's disposal for trash, uh, for trash collection. Instead, Mayor Chuck Wayantar Lumumba pulled the item from the agenda before he could explain why the meeting was adjourned. Richard's disposal has made the determination that they are filing a lawsuit against the city of Jackson, says city attorney uh, Katoria Martin. They are appealing this decision of the city, and so therefore, that is a reason why I am recommending to the administration and to the council that we put the item back on the agenda today. Council chambers erupted as LaMumble went to a microphone to take questions. Since the time we announced to you that we were going to put a six-year contract on the agenda, they informed us that they are filing a suit today against Jackson for our denial of their rightful bid. And so the city attorney advises the city as a body, and because of that, she advised that it was in our legal interest not to go forward with this today. The mayor told the crowd he found out about the short of the suit shortly uh, before the meeting and that it had been filed, uh, filed in Hines County Circuit Court. He said he's looking into whether Jackson can enter into an emergency contract with Richards to continue trash pickup until the legal matters are sorted out. See, the thing about it is, is Lumumba has always been pro-Richards in, in this ordeal. He's the one that took preemptive action uh, to get Richards to, to start picking up trash. 
And, and then they, they, they had trouble getting payment. The city council was were refusing to pay them after they had already been collecting the trash in the city of Jackson. You know, here here's the deal. It, 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 there, there, there's got to be something more to, to, to what meets the eye. There's got to be something, something going on here that, that this council is dead set against Richards, but yet the, the mayor is so pro-Richards. There is something going on here that's not being told. It's not being, it's going to come out, folks. I'm telling you, it's it's going to come out. But Richard seems to have done a good job in what what they have done. It seems that they have they've they've done a good job. I don't think there's anybody that's complained about what they've done. It goes on to say last week the city uh, provided dumpsters at Metro Center Mall and at Byram Class 1 Rubbish Landfield for residents to go and take their trash because all, all trash pickup in the city has ceased. See, that's what's amazing. You're looking at the capital city of Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. We're talking about where all of our state houses and our capital and all of our state buildings, they're all located right here in this city. You don't have good running drinking water. You, you, you don't, you, you don't have crumbling infrastructure. You, you, you don't have garbage pickup. This is incompetent leadership. And no matter how much money you give these people, it does not matter. It does not matter. It says the city faces $25,000 a day in fines for each day it does not provide garbage collection services to residents. MDEQ officials said uh, would not say on Monday whether the agency has already imposed fines. But but here's what's amazing. Let, let, me, let me tell you the funny thing about this story. It says that... Uh, let me pull the article back up. Jackson businesses say city's garbage dilemma is impacting their bottom line. It says that residents of Jackson are going and finding business dumpsters at apartment complexes and businesses, and they're dumping their trash <laughs> in the dumpsters. Of these businesses. Now, now here's, here's what you got to understand is that these businesses, these restaurants, most of them are not contracting with whoever picks up for the city. They're, they're using independent uh, uh, disposal people like Republic or uh, Waste Management or some of these others that, that, are, that are taking containers out to commercial businesses. The city contract has to do with garbage that's being picked up by the residents, those that are paying property taxes. And and so can you imagine owning a business, you're paying for a dumpster that you're being billed for monthly. In addition to your water bill and everything else that you pay as a business owner, your garbage bill is separate. That's, a, that's an independent contract you negotiated. And then city residents are dumping their trash into your containers. Can, can you imagine that? Coming, showing up at your business and you've got neighborhoods worth of trash in your containers. It says uh, one business owner, uh, Diane Nelson, runs a company that owns several apartment rentals and said the city's failure to collect garbage has prompted nearby residents to dump their trash into Nelson's dumpsters. Our expenses have increased from $150 once a week to $150 seven days a week. Randy Clark, who's the owner of Ace Bolt and Screw, is facing the same problem, he says. It's the whole situation. The garbage situation is just the tip of the iceberg. He found that his Gatlin Street dumpsters were were lined with people's garbage from all over the city. 
So he goes on to say, because he's so frustrated, that he's moving his corporate offices out of Jackson to Madison County because of the problems with crime, water, and now garbage collection. So again, Jackson is losing business after business after business after business. He says the only thing that's going to stay in Jackson is the company's warehouses. But that business is costing more the longer the garbage crisis lingers. He goes on to say it's not cheap. It costs me a couple hundred bucks every time they dump it. And this is true as a business owner. I, I know this all too well. In addition to your regular pickup, any any additional pickups, and, and they charge you. And it gets expensive quick. He says other businesses are footing the added cost, not only by having dumpsters cleared more often, but also they're having to pay more for water. And, and now the, the increased expenditures of uh, of garbage collection. Folks, I'm telling you, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. And these folks can't get it together. They cannot get it together. I can't understand. I mean, really. You you, 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 you guys are, are down there paid to do a job and, and you can't. You, you can't pull it together. You can't pull it together. If you drive through the city of Jackson, it's absolutely pitiful. It's pitiful. The roads are horrible. Listen, man, we, you can't even ride through the city of Jackson on the interstate whether it be 2055 or 220, so much trash and debris and garbage is littering the interstates and the highways. My Cadillac window's been busted at least 15 or 20 times. My wife's BMW window has been busted at least 10 times. We just quit replacing the windshields. Because what good does it do? You're riding around in brand new vehicles, brand new $100,000 vehicles with cracked, busted windows that you can't hardly see out of because it does no good to get them replaced. But yet Hines County and the city of Jackson in particular want to charge you more for a tag than anybody. Higher property taxes than anybody. They tax businesses more than anybody. It's pitiful. Why? Because incompetence. But but folks, and it sounds so rude when you when you say it, because I've had Jackson residents say, "I can't believe you would say that. I, I can't believe you'd be so insensitive to the struggles of people." Struggles. These are struggles you've created for yourself. You've been told poor leadership is the reason you folks are suffering over here, but yet you vote for them over and you defend them. It's like defending the abused, defending their abuser. You're being abused, yet you're defending your abuser. You continue to want to vote them into power. You're going to vote the same council members. You're going to vote the same mayor. And you want us to feel sorry for you. You want, you want the other 81 counties to, to support Hines County. You want every other city, township, municipality Every other resident that doesn't live in the city of Jackson, you want us to foot the bill and fix your problems. But you don't want us to get involved. You just want our money. I say let it implode. Let it implode. Let it get to the point where they don't have no power, no water, no nothing. Just let it implode and then do a state takeover. That's what you do. And show them what real leadership looks like. 
Governor Reeves, do a state takeover. Mississippi legislature, do a state takeover of the city of Jackson. Get it fixed. And when you get it fixed, try to help these people find competent leadership. But I, it, it's like Chicago. You can't fix stupid. It's like Chicago. You get rid of an idiotic mayor and you turn right around and you vote one that's worse than the one you just got rid of. I I can't understand that kind of stupidity. I mean, really, folks, we're not trying to be mean, but, but we can't understand that kind of stupidity. Uh, somebody with critical thinking skills just simply can't understand that. We can't. So the city of Chicago, you 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 elect Brandon Johnson. The guy is worse. Than what you just got rid of. You went from having a left wing idiot to having someone who's left of the left wing idiot. And you wonder why Chicago is in the state that it's in. You wonder why they're in the position that they're in. And who do you think? Does that, who, who do you think this clown's endorsing for president? You guessed it. Mayor Lake Brandon Johnson pitches Biden for 2024. Ask them to bring the convention, the Democrat convention to Chicago. Bring it to Chicago. Come here so you can be robbed, murdered. Hey, you know what? Really the truth. Hey, take it to Chicago. Democrats, take it to Chicago. Take Biden with you. You can't fix stupid. You just can't. I wish you could, but but you just, you can't. You're not going to. People have lost their mind in the day and age in which we live. People have literally lost their mind. You're listening to Mississippi's most unapologetically conservative podcast, Mississippi Matters. Mississippi Matters. Folks, have you ever thought about how you can get involved? Well, let me introduce you to the Mississippi Conservative Club. Here you'll find out that we have conservative partners all over the state of Mississippi. You can find podcasts, websites, social media pages. You'll find some of the finest conservatives and conservative groups around. The Mississippi Conservative Club is an organization made up of like-minded individuals who believe that they can make a difference. The mission is to support and preserve traditional conservative values in America through activism and educating the voter. Conservative Mississippians are laying the groundwork for what will soon be a nationwide movement. We're adding new chapters, and if you're looking to start a chapter in your county, all you have to do is reach out to Dan Carr or E. Brian Rose. They're the founders of the National Conservative Club, and Mississippi has that chapter right here for members like you. Listen, folks, I became a member of the National Conservative Club, Mississippi Chapter, for $299. I got a lifetime membership, $299. But don't fret. If you don't have $299 for just $7 a month, you can become a part of this organization. You may ask yourself, why become a member? Because, see, America's at crossroads. Conservative values are slipping away more and more every day. And it's important that those of us who still believe in liberty, personal freedoms, and government accountability, we must stick together. And the best way to do that is through 
organizations like the Mississippi Conservative Club. So again, we would encourage you to reach out to www.msconservativeclub.com, msconservativeclub.com, and become a member today. You're listening to Mississippi's most unapologetically conservative podcast, Mississippi Matters. Mississippi Matters. Hey, folks, are you in the market for real estate? Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? With you are, I've got a man who wants to make all of your dreams come true. Clayton McLeod, associate broker for Century 21 Mazellan Associates. Hey, folks, he's in the Million Dollar Club, and he's looking to make dreams come true. So, again, I would encourage you. Reach out to Clayton McLeod, 601-906-9540, 601-906-9540. Again, if you're in the market to buy or sell property, Clayton McLeod's going to be your guy to reach out to. Again, realtor and associate broker for Century 21 Mazelle & Associates, Clayton McLeod, 601-906-9540. You're listening to Mississippi's most unapologetically conservative podcast, Mississippi Matters. Mississippi So the Mississippi Today put out an article. The winners of the ballot initiative demise. Those who could benefit the most, Chris McDaniel and the abortion rights supporters. Very interesting. It says conservative state senator Chris McDaniel of Ellisville and those who support abortion rights are two winners from Senate Accountability, Efficiency, Transparency Chair John Polk's decision to kill legislation reviving the state's ballot initiative process. The initiative proposal died late in the 2023 legislative session when Polk refused to call it up for consideration before the full Senate on a key deadline day. The initiative would allow citizens to bypass the legislature and place issues on the ballot for voters to decide. McDaniel, who is challenging Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman in this year's Republican primary, can now hammer the incumbent for letting the initiative registration legislation perish. Whether the death of the initiative will be a pivotal issue for the GOP primary for the underdog McDaniel is debatable, but it is at least creating an opportunity for McDaniel to go after Hoseman. And so let, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, first of all, Go- Governor Chris McDaniel uh, supported the initiative. Uh, he did not want the initiative to die. But what the what the Mississippi today is saying is that um, he 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 can use this as an opportunity to go after Delbert Hoseman. Now, now here's the funny thing about it, and he should. Rightfully so, he should go after Hoseman because Polk is the same man who let this bill die last year. Polk is the same senator that killed it off last year. He is a Republican senator out of Hattiesburg. And so if Hoseman really wanted the ballot initiative bill to go through, he could have handed it off to another committee with a chair that would have made sure it came out of committee and made it to the floor. But instead, he reassigned this back to Polk. Why? Because they really don't want the power put back in the hands of the people. This is, folks, this is why they're not giving you back your tax money. This is why everything they took in over their projections they kept two and a half, two, two and a half billion dollars over the last two years. So what do they do? They increase spending. They're going to make sure they spend every dime. They're not giving one dime of your money back to you. 
See, that's just, that's just it. And, and they don't want a ballot initiative. They don't want the voters of this state to have any say in what happens in this state. They want you to shut up and let them handle the business. They want to decide. They want to ping pong around on the floor of the Capitol. What you do and do not need. They will decide for you because, see, they are the elite. They are the elected ones. The problem is, is they're not, they're being elected by the people, but they're not for the people. They're not looking to help people. They're looking to help themselves and their friends. This is what they're doing. They're scared of what will happen if, if things are put on the ballot and the people are allowed to vote. See, what happens is they know they're going to lose control. L- listen, folks, hey, it's a, it's a double-sided sword. Ballot initiatives are double-sided because there's going to be times where conservatives, we're going to lose. We're going to lose on some of these issues. But that's okay. That is the beauty of American process. The American process of representative government. There's nothing better. If I lose some battles because of freedom, then so be it. Just as long as we understand we're going to play by the rules. And we're not going to change them for anyone. That's okay. But people like Delbert Hoseman, people like Mr. Polk, listen, folks, this is why it's important that you understand. You that are down there in Polk's district, you need to send this man home. This is what needs to happen. He has to go. He has to go. And I'm going to tell you, Mr. Polk, if you're not being primaried and, and, and you're reelected, I want you to understand, you you have four more years to do whatever it is you're going to do, but we promise you, sir, we promise you, you're going to be out of there. This is your last term in office. You've been, you've been told. This is your last term. We're going to make sure that you're unseated. We're going to make sure of this. We've seen your record. You've lied to the people. You've betrayed the, the, the people of the state of Mississippi. You've betrayed the Republican Party. And you, sir, are going home. We have wealthy businessmen. We have a grassroots movement of people that are tired of you selling us out. And, and by whatever cost and by whatever means, we will displace you. And we will put conservative leadership in your seat. After the Supreme Court ruled that the state's initiative process was unconstitutional in May 2021, based on a technicality, both Hoseman and Gunn vowed to fix the problem cited by the Supreme Court and restore the process. Gunn even advocated at the time for the governor to call a special session to res- to revive the initiative immediately but see even with gun gun's gone back and forth gun refused to go back that late in the session and try to re-kickstart anything he wasn't going to do it but yet he stated he was he 100 percent believed in the right of the people to use the initiative the initiative and referendum process to express their views on public policy it's what he said in may 2021 If the legislature does not act on an issue that the people of Mississippi want, then the people need a mechanism to change the law. I support the governor calling us into special session to protect this important right of the people. But none of them have acted. Delbert Hoseman said it, the governor, everybody said it, but Hoseman has made sure this this dies. Yet the action of Gunn, like that of Hoseman, put the prospects of reviving the initiative in jeopardy. Gunn and his leadership team incorporated in their initiative proposal uh, a ban on using the process to change laws that place a strict ban on abortion. Let's read this again. Gunn and his leadership team incorporated in their initiative 
of their proposal a ban on using the process to change laws that place a strict ban on abortion. Gunn, who is retiring at the end of the year, tried to use the legislation restoring the initiative process to further one of his most ardent legislative goals to ensure that most abortions will be banned in Mississippi. Folks, the truth of the matter is, is don't, 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 don't try to fall on your sword and claim it's righteousness. If you betray the people, you've betrayed the people. If you've betrayed the trust of the people, you've betrayed the trust of the people. Period. That's all there is to it. Listen to this. In truth, many who would otherwise support restoring the initiative process are probably at least secretly happy with Polk's decision. The initiative restoration legislation as fashioned by Gunn and his leadership team created a conundrum for many Democrats or people who are supporting abortion rights. Folks, I'm telling you, right is right if ain't nobody doing it, and wrong is wrong if everybody's doing it. The truth of the matter is, I can understand, but 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 a a a a, a, a referendum process, a ballot initiative process, is there for the people. You can't prevent the rights of the people because you're scared of how they're going to vote. That's not conservatism. Conservatism, true conservatism says we're going to win some, we're going to lose some, but we're going to fight harder and longer than any of our opponents. You don't strip away the rights of the people because you're scared it's not going to work in your favor. That's not conservative. I, I want you to think about this. God himself created humanity to be free moral agents. That's what he created us to do, to be free moral agents. You, you know what the problem is? Is that as men, somehow you think you can do better than God himself. God gave us the right to choose. He did not handcuff us and say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to limit your rights because you may do something that I'm not going to agree with. I'm going to tell you something. Do, do, do you think I really am comfortable with, with this whole marijuana movement in the state of Mississippi? No, I'm not. But if it's what the people choose, if it's what the people want, we just got to make sure there's more of us than it is of them. And the only way you do that is through education. You educate young voters. You educate people. Oh, while wow, your positions are better in the long run. But you don't deny someone else's ability to vote or to voice their opinion because you disagree with it. Mr. Gunn, that's not how we do business. I, I get it. I understand. But, sir, that's not righteousness. That, 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 that's not defending the cause. That, that's not how that works. That, that's not how that works. That's not what we do. I, I, I just, I, I can't understand. I just can't understand. That, that people don't get this. 
Either we stand on our principles or we don't. Either we do or we don't. I get an email from time to time from uh, Representative Dana Criswell. And uh, Mr. Criswell is um, a very uh, conservative um, representative. And uh, I want to we've got a uh, give me one minute. It seems that my entire computer has crashed. But hey, that's okay. I, I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, we're, we're pulling up his voting record. But I get a, I get a, uh, I get a, um, that, that's it rebooting there. I get a letter from him, an uh, email letter from him uh, every once in a while, maybe even sometimes as much as every week. And some of the things he has to say is very interesting. I've asked him about being a uh, guest on the show. But one thing he said is that as a legislator, he he has, in meeting legislators, uh. He says politicians are not who we think that they are. He says in a recent discussion with the state legislator, a comment was made that they're a walking contradiction. This comment made me reflect on the legislators that I've known over the last eight years in the Mississippi House of Representatives. I've grown to see many of these men and women as dishonest people who refuse to stand up and fight for the principles and values of the Republican Party. When asked to describe an ordinary legislator, I often say that they're incompetent, immoral, and self-centered. My impression of many of them is not very flattering or positive, and certainly many are indeed walking contradictions. Now, this, this is a legislator speaking of his peers there in the House. He said, but it's made me think about how these same legislators are seen by others and even how they see themselves. The, sled, the legislator that the comment was made about sees himself, as many of them do, as a conservative fighter for the people of Mississippi. But as I've watched their actions and especially their voting record, they very often vote opposite of the Republican platform. Now, I want you to think about this. This is a Republican conservative representative saying this about another GOP representative who claims to be a conservative also. <coughs> he says one example was House Bill 401, often referred to as the Tesla Bill. This bill was clearly in opposition to the Republican principle of open and free markets, but the bill sponsor went on statewide radio championing the bill, saying the government must provide protection for this industry. Another example was House Bill 603 that spent hundreds of millions of dollars on member projects that can only be characterized as pork spending. And he says only two legislators voted against this pork bill and the entire legislation. Only two, two members of the House legislative body, only two reps voted against this legislation in full. Dana Criswell and Joel Baumgart. He says these legislators say one thing and they do another. But somehow they believe that they're upholding the principles and values which they campaigned under as Republicans. So what are they? Why the contradictions? Are they a freedom fighter, a self-serving incompetent politician, or is it something else? 
He says, I've come to the conclusion that most are just dishonest people and simply say whatever it takes to get elected, but always intending to do whatever serves themselves. Others are simply incompetent and don't have the ability to discern if a bill upholds or violates their principles, and yet another group rationalizes their own behavior. He, 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 he Folks, he, he, he's right on the money. I mean, he, he, he's right on the money, folks. They're not all the same. They're all motivated by something different. Some of them, they're just so incompetent. They don't have a clue what the Republican platform is. They really don't. Some of them know they're being deceptive. Shame on them. Some of them are incompetent. Shame on their parents. That they weren't raised any better. I heard, and I, and I say that in all sincerity because I heard a politician want to give all these accolades to his mom and dad. And I'm thinking, man, if your mom and dad is the reason that your voting record is the way that it is and you can, you legislate the way you do, shame on them because they've raised a red diaper doper baby. You're not a Republican. You're not a conservative. You're a liberal Democrat masquerading as a Republican. I mean, this is just simply the truth, folks. Half these people aren't even reading these bills. They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. And and he made mention of uh, a group of legislators that, that always vote for, they, they say they're against corporate welfare, but Representative Chriswell says, but they always turn around and end up um, voting for tax breaks for, for, for corporate businesses. See, corporate welfare is when you give the big businesses tax breaks that you don't give the mom and pop shops. You you don't you you don't you don't give them the same perks. You, they they don't get the same things. That's corporate welfare. But but most of these people, like he said, they're completely incompetent. And then the others, that they're, they're just simply. They're, it, it, it's sad to say, but. They're just simply being deceptive. They will literally do anything they can to keep their little bit of power. To keep their power. But we say it over and over again. The only people standing in their way is you, the voter. You're standing in their way. You're standing in their way. You can do something about it. You. The question is, are you going to do something about it? Are you going to continue to allow them to just run amok? Are you going to continue to allow them to just run roughshod all all over us? If you're listening to that noise, that's... I had to reboot my computer because it's now been possessed. But, but folks, you, you can go over to the American Conservative Union at conservative.org. Go to the scorecards tab. 
and they rate legislators. It, 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 they, they track every vote. They, they go through the entire career. And it blows my mind. That some of these people can call themselves conservatives. It, it blows my mind. You call yourself a conservative. And this is how you vote. The, this is what you're voting for. You're against taxes. You're against raising taxes. But every time a tax bill comes to the floor to increase the sales tax or increase fees or whatever it is, you vote yes. More, 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 more. And you say you're conservative. But but you're not. Rankin County is full of those people. That, that, I'm telling you, folks, the establishment in Rankin and Madison County, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. You you pride yourself on being a Republican conservative. And you and 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 Dean Kirby and Lee Yancey and Josh Harkins and every one of you, you vote like Democrats. That's what you're doing. You're voting like Democrats. Hey, listen, folks, we're going to expose you. We're going to pump it out there on every radio broadcast, every podcast, to every listener. We're going to publish information. We're going to send out mailers. Listen, we're going to spend all the money we have to spend. To get you removed. Whatever we have to do. We're prepared to do that. We're prepared to do that. It's pitiful. You're disingenuous. You're dangerous. You're dangerous for the future of Mississippi. You're dangerous for the for the future of this republic. People like you must be moved. You must be replaced by true patriots and true conservatives. They're going to hold to the party platform. We're going to get rid of you, period. We're going to get rid of you. Listeners, you, you hear me. If you won't change, you vote change. You get behind candidates. Stop voting incumbents. Vote non-incumbent, non-incumbent. If they're an incumbent and they're being primaried against, you need to look and see why. Why are they being primaried against? And if they're not being primaried against, you need to check that too. Some of your districts are so full of apathy, it's not even funny. Dean Kirby, you've been in the in the. You've been in the legislature for 32 years, sir. 32 years. You're nowhere near a conservative. You're a long ways away from being a conservative, sir. You've sold out your district. You've sold out your state. You're selling out your country. You, sir, are a turncoat. Lee Yancey, you're a turncoat. Josh Harkins, you're a turncoat. J. Michael Mitchell, you're a turncoat. Polk, you're a turncoat. Every one of you should be ashamed of yourself. Every single one of you.
Governor Reeves, you need to take the bull by the horns and you need to start leading like a true conservative. You need to lead like a true conservative, sir. That's what we expect from you. We don't expect you to be friendly. We don't expect you to make friends. We expect you to lead this state and help us push back against a tyrannical government in Washington, D.C. That's what we've hired you to do. You are our CEO. That's who you are. You are our commander-in-chief for the state of Mississippi, and we're demanding that you act like a conservative, legislate like a conservative, and push back against Washington. That's what we expect you to do. We don't care if Joe Biden comes to Mississippi. We're not there to shake his hand and and, and, and walk his brothers in arms with him while he catches his publicity stunts. We're not there to link up with Benny Thompson and any of these other clowns that are selling us up the river. We're there to draw a line in the sand and take a stand and uncompromisingly fight for our beliefs. That's what we're there to do, sir. That's what we expect you to do, sir. That's what we expect. That's what we expect. Folks, get involved, get active, get inspired. If not, we're going to lose our state. We're going to lose our country. Thank you for tuning in to Mississippi Matters. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as other streaming platforms. Please share this episode with others. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch with us on Facebook or visit us online at www.mymississippimatters.com. 